welcome to another Pure Fandom Originals podcast. I am Liz Pru, host of another Pure Fandom podcast called Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. Uh, today on our Pure Fandom Star Wars podcast, I have again special guest, my brother, Patrick Pohop. Hey Liz, happy to be here. Are you? Are you happy to be here? I'm very thrilled, yes. You seem like it. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. um, so last time when we spoke, we just kind of introduced the theory of how the animated series Rebels will play into Rogue One, which is coming out this December. Rogue One, of course, a Star Wars story. Mm -hmm. The story of how a group of misfits, uh, Jedi believers, pilots, all sorts of different rebels that are out to steal the plans of the Death Star, which of course Leia ends up using in Episode 4, puts in R2-D2, <laughs> um, And we talked about uh, how Rogue One may actually mean Maul. Yeah, there's a possibility. Because he is rogue. Because he is rogue, and um, he is revealed to still be alive with a robotic lower half in Rebels. Um, you can listen to that podcast uh, in this post below. We'll provide a little link. Uh, but today, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, so really talk about, one, Benicio Del Toro's character in Episode 8. We'll explain how that ties into Rebels here in a moment. And then also talk about possible lightsaber duels for Rogue One. So this is kind of how Rebels is playing into both new Star Wars films out within the next two years. Uh, okay, so I thought we could talk about the timeline first before we really dive into it. Because we weren't exactly sure on the timeline of Rebels and how that plays into episodes 1 through 3, 4 through 6. Because mm -hmm. it gets a little confusing. Right. So I went to the most reliable source on the internet, which is Wikipedia, mm -hmm. and I went to the Star Wars-specific Wikia, and according to that, Rebels is 14 years after Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, or Order 66, just like, straight up, frickin' murders, everybody. Yeah, galactic genocide. Galactic genocide. Hashtag galactic genocide. Um, and then uh, Rebels is five years, so it's 14 years after episode three, and it's five years before episode four. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we are right now. And the person I would like to talk to, talk about, I mean, I would love to talk to him, but he's not a real person, like unless we go to a galaxy far, far away, I can't. <laughs> but I'd like to talk about the character Ezra in Rebels, who is like a teenager, right? He's like 14, mm -hmm. 15 years old. He's a Padawan. Jedi, um, kind of, could you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, so he was pretty much, kind of, I think where he started, he was pretty much in the, in your typical, like, you know, somebody who's gifted where there's, there's not really family in the picture and he's just kind of lost, you know, so, but he, he has some talent and, and like his master or potential master, Caden sees that, but he's hesitant to train him because of Order 66 and he's, he kind of doubts his own abilities to, to train him. So, but Ezra. Wait, wait, why so, does Caden, who's his master, his Jedi master, why does he doubt his ability to train Ezra? Because I just think after what happened with Order 66, he's kind of like, I mean, not exactly like wanting to expand the Jedi again. I'm, my theory is he's just, he doesn't think he can do it, plus he's just, he's worried about the Empire because it's like if he's found or like the, 
you know, their philosophy is, is discovered, then he's really, you know, on the chopping block. Like Darth Vader is going to. Oh, definitely. And anyone him. he loves. Too. Yeah, exactly. So that's part of it. Okay. So and then it, and then they were just they're just spoke and plus Ezra's just a kid. He's like, I don't want to put up with this kid at, at first. That's how it was. Okay. But Ezra like is eager to learn. He's impatient though, and he has like dark side tendencies, which worries Caden. Okay. So and it always just seems to go hand in hand. It's like okay, this person can be a badass, but also can be like a psycho. Right. You know, later on. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where he is. And, he, and he's starting to find his way. Like, he built his own lightsaber. He, he likes to jump into the action. And he he likes to obviously help out his friends and stuff, too. But he also is, he can be kind of selfish as well. Okay. Which is so, good. So all these different tendencies that he has, which I'd like to call them Haydencies. Yeah. <laughs> under <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar winner. Oscar winner, yes. Uh, I can't believe he wasn't nominated. He got like know. a Razzie or a Razzle or whatever that is. Which is the worst actor yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Gosh, poor Hayden Christensen. Like, mm-hmm. side note, it was not his fault. Hashtag wasn't. Oh, God. Okay, so quick recap. Ezra is a Padawan learner, but he has some dark side tendencies. His master... Caden was a part of the Galactic Genocide, Order 66, back, we heard about that, saw that in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So that's where we are with this character. Now talk about what recently happened with the character and how um, we discussed in the last podcast how Maul was revealed to be in one of the Sith temples, and he is out for revenge against the empire because they did him wrong mm-hmm. so ezra and him meet up correct in rebels that's, yes that's correct and he like maul like tries to befriend him and tries to be like trusting and just be like oh i'm just like this old man that's just looking to help you and ezra's just young and naive and just kind of was like okay like yeah like we could use some help or whatever you don't look creepy so. at all with your red and black face and two horns coming yeah. out of your head <laughs> and well, spider you... legs because you have no lower half of your body but i'd love your help <laughs> Because the floor, like, collapses. Like, Ezra's with Caden, and they're, like, in a battle. And Ezra, like, disappears. And then he ends up, like, waking up, and then he starts walking, like, towards the temple. And then some guy in a cloak, which you don't see, you don't know it's Maul yet. Okay. And then he's like, yeah, I can help you. Or whatever. So he just, so they, like, start to talk and, like, you know, form a bit of a relationship. You kind of, when you hear him talking, Maul, you're like, okay, he's, he knows about, the force or jedi or something because for one you can tell but just by the way he's talking into like why is he here so why is yeah, <laughs> yeah why so why were ezra i mean i know i don't want to get too into the weeds because we just want to talk about the relationship between ezra and maul mm-hmm. but so ezra was on a mission and runs into maul and maul is helping him yeah because they wanted to get the the sith hologram before darth vader and the empire did gotcha and maul is all for helping them because he's like totally hating on darth vader but he's, but he's definitely has his own self-interest, though. Like, he's not with the Rebellion whatsoever. Oh, so he's go- so. he's only going to help Ezra so long as it suits him. Yeah, like, okay. it's going to help Ezra because it's going to help him. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what does the Sith hologram do? That I really don't know. And I don't... Like, it wasn't really explained. Okay. And Season 3 just started, so it probably got explained then. Okay. Because the end of Season 2, Ezra does open the Sith hologram. And there's some secrets about the Sith in the hologram. So, I'm guessing... Like, the Jedi can find certain weaknesses or maybe other locations where they're vulnerable to use against them. Okay. There's some valuable information within it that, obviously, the Empire wants 
and not let the rebellion get. Right, doesn't want it in rebellion's hands. So what is significant about this, and I swear we're getting to a point with this here, what is significant about that is that Ezra, against Caden's wishes and direction and instruction, opens it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we're not really sure of the repercussions yet. I know you still have to catch up on season three. But because of that, what we are predicting now is that, so based on the timeline of when episode eight is, that would make Ezra around 45-ish, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So because of that, Benicio Del Toro's character in episode eight has yet to be revealed. Some people are thinking that he is Ezra. Mm-hmm. In episode eight. And um, when Benicio Del Toro spoke with, I believe it was Entertainment Tonight, um, last year when it was announced that he would be joining episode eight, um, he still, there's still a lot of mystery behind this role. And Del Toro said, I don't know if he's a villain, meaning his role. People are saying that, but it's like they read a different script than I read. It's nice to keep people in the dark. A little bit of mystery is good. If they want to believe it's the villain, then good. So he keeps saying, I'm like a villain, but I'm not like a villain, which to me would be perfect because if Ezra, so the theory is that's been swirling online and what we've kind of concluded based on who we've talked to is that Ezra is at the other hand of Snoke and he wants to be like Snoke's right-hand man, but Kylo Ren is obviously still vying for the role we saw in episode seven that he was like, teach me, teach me, like, I'll kill my dad, I'll do whatever, blah, 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 blah. And um, he has to butt heads a little bit with Benicio Del, Tor- Del Toro's character, who would be Ezra, which would make sense based on what's happening to his character in Rebels. He has dark side tendencies. He has those hadencies. <laughs> um, but he also is really eager to learn. He seems like he's a pretty legit Jedi. So he that, that could be it. And that would tie kind of all of these stories together because I think what Disney is trying to do is create this universe with all these different shows and movie franchises, but they're all under the same universe. It's not like the Marvel universe where the X-Men movies aren't in the Avengers stuff yet and all that. Mm-hmm. They right. all tie together, which I think is great for the timeline because I was really confused. Yeah, I was too. I'm glad you looked that up and kind of confirmed because it's like you there was a bit of a range there. Right. It's like you really weren't sure when things took place. Right. So, okay, so... Benicio Del Toro's character could possibly be Ezra. Mm -hmm. Ezra from Rebels. We just walked through that. I'd love to touch on um, lightsaber duels for Rogue One. So as everyone knows, any good Star Wars movie has a legit freaking lightsaber duel. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if... you know. I know this is about stealing... Rogue One is about stealing the plans for the Death Star, but it's a freaking Star Wars movie, and there better be a mother freaking lightsaber duel in it. Or it's not a Star Wars movie, I'm sorry. And we also discussed in our last podcast uh, what makes a good Star Wars movie. And it's the balance of all of this, like, political stuff going on. You know, the political timelines and all that jazz. And the Jedi Force shiz. Because if it was just, like, the Jedi Force stuff, honestly, it would just be, like, kind of lame. Yeah, you gotta have a little more substance to it than just, like, the action. Exactly. So, um, I think, yeah, not lame, just like, yeah, it it would need more substance, more Mm -hmm. plot. Yeah. So I was talking to our dad who, um, still needs to listen to our podcast. I was like, dad, 
did you listen to our podcast? Because he was showing me all these theories. He's like, look at this YouTube video. Look at this one. And then I was like, well, did you listen to me and Pat's podcast? So I think he will. Of mm-hmm. course. I think I need to show him how. I think <laughs> yeah. he was confused with SoundCloud. Um, so I'm just going to have to like give him the link and be like, click on this button and turn your volume up. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, he had a really good theory, though, about a lightsaber duel in Rogue One. As we all know, we're like hashtag praying to the force and above all of it that Ewan McGregor will make an appearance in Rogue One and hopefully spark some sort of Obi-Wan spinoff because he is freaking amazing. And we said, what if Obi-Wan and Maul fight? Or what if Obi-Wan fights Darth, you know, again, who knows? Um, But I don't think he'd make it out alive if he fought Darth. And then, because we know he fights him again in episode four, so there's no way that's happening. But what um, our dad was saying is that in Rogue One, if Maul does make an appearance and he's out to get Darth Vader, what if he fights Darth Vader? And that's why Darth Vader is, like, not as, like, fluid and badass in episode four, because he was injured in his fight with Maul. That would be pretty sick, and it's it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. And they're both, like, bionic men at this point, too. Mm-hmm. So that would be a pretty cool, you know, complex to add to that. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, like, I can just see it now, like, Darth Maul, like, sliding all around, like, using, like, the robot of his legs to be even more acrobatic. Because he's, like, a martial artist. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's very versatile, and I think that he would use his new, I guess, limbs, you would call them, <laughs> to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't let it. Inhibit him in any way. Yes, yeah. exactly. Who else do you think could be in a lightsaber duel for Rogue One? Because we have to have one. I think Ahsoka could be. Oh, shit, yeah. Anakin's Padawan. Okay, so yeah, we need to talk about Ahsoka for a hot minute. So yeah. explain who Ahsoka is because she's a bad bitch and I love her. So I think she was originally introduced in the um, the TV series The Clone Wars because they had like five or six seasons. And that was obviously between episodes two and three, but it was like an animated series. Right. And I think it was early on in one of the seasons, like the Jedi thought it was a good, it'd be a good idea for Anakin to train somebody. And he was like kind of hesitant about it. But I think part of it too is they were thinking he should do that because they wanted to kind of mold him into a Jedi master. They right. wa- they don't want to just throw him on the council just because he's a badass. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, some sort of mentoring skills. So at first, he needs some humility. Yeah, and he was like annoyed with her at first, and he was like, oh, she's like holding me back. And then they really form a really good bond, and she ends up becoming like a badass, you know? So, Which is so crazy because she's not in the movies at all. Yeah, and it's like this, it's kind of the same thing with Obi-Wan. He didn't really want to train Anakin at first, but then right. they became like best friends, you know, like brothers. Yeah. So they introduced so. this, the, they introduced the Clone Wars and Rebels to kind of fill in the gaps of episodes one through three. Yeah, Pretty exactly. Much. Okay. And then you're also watching the show, and there's so many cool characters like Ahsoka. There's another character called Ventress that she's like a, a Sith. I'm like, why weren't these in the movies? Like, right. Awesome. Okay, but, so Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan, mm-hmm. and ooh, so that would make sense why she would fight Vader in Rogue One mm-hmm. because she's like, "Como se fuck?" Like you just like <laughs> straight up abandoned me and the Force, mm-hmm. and she seems like a badass, anyways. Yeah, she's, she's pretty legit. She ends up helping out the Rebels at the end of Season 2. And then one of the last, 
the last scene you see with her and Vader, they're fighting each other at the Sith Temple. Oh, so they do fight so, each other in Rebels? Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, can you, to help frame this up, so the possible duels, we could have Maul and Vader, or we could have this Ahsoka character in Vader, and introducing Ahsoka would introduce another badass character for the Rogue One movies, mm -hmm. or whatever they're calling. I'm assuming they're going to make, like, at least three of them. So I'm not sure like what the franchise of within the franchise will be called, mm -hmm. but so we might have those lightsaber duels. Okay. So can you explain a little bit in rebels, how the Jedi actually work? Like, so are the Jedi flying under the radar? Because I guess I'm a little bit confused with how the Jedi works right now, because mm -hmm. in this timeline of rebels and sort of around episode four because in episode four you know it seems like the jedi have been gone for a super long time and then in rebels again i don't watch but it sounds like they that the jedi work with the rebel alliance but they're not like under them is that how it is yeah like pretty much at least in rebels the only initially the only jedi you really get exposed to is Caden, and he doesn't even know if there's any other jedi out there Gotcha, okay. And then he ends up training Ezra, and then that's pretty much the only Jedi that you really see through Season 1 and most of Season 2. And then Ahsoka just kind of comes out of nowhere um, at the end of Season 2 to help out. So there aren't, like, a shit ton of Jedi in Rebels? No, not at all. And it's like, okay. you know, Kenobi's nowhere to be found, mm -hmm. but I think he is introduced again in Season 3. Okay. Because he was in the trailer, I'm pretty sure, for Season 3. Okay. But yeah, they're pretty... And they, like, Kaden works with them, and then Ahsoka... Ha ends up working with them too because it's like she has a personal vendetta just to kind of get closure with Anakin right but also she knows that the Empire is awful and needs to be stopped so ah okay so that makes sense because I was like wait a minute if we have all these Jedi and rebels like but then in episode four it's like they've been gone for a hot minute mm -hmm. I was just a little bit confused okay yeah. because rebels is set five years before episode four so that would make sense and timeline wise like we said, it would also make sense that Ezra would be Benicio Del Toro's mysterious role in mm -hmm. episode eight. And it would tie kind of all these different stories together. Ooh, I hope Ahsoka is in Rogue One. That would be so badass. I think her invader fighting would be sick. Well, I think something pretty bad happens to the Jedi because like you alluded to episode four, it's like they're extinct. Right. There is some sort of critical blow in that timeline where the Jedi were just either like Ezra and Ahsoka were killed or they turned to the dark side. You know, but and, they're for sure wiped so, out, like all of them. There aren't like a few left. So okay. it's, yeah, and if they are, they're just in isolation and they just, you know, just want to live out their lives in peace or right. whatever. So. Damn. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Um. So basically, we still don't know who Benicio Del Toro is playing in episode eight, but I like that. I like that they're keeping that under wraps. Um. For Rogue One. You know there has to be a lightsaber duel. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not a Star Wars movie. Right. Like, come on. There has to be. Uh, we want to hear your theories, so make sure you comment below. Tell us what you think. Do you think Ahsoka will be in Rogue One? Do you think Maul will be in Rogue One? Maybe Ahsoka is quote-unquote Rogue One and not Maul. It would make sense with the whole vendetta issue with her invader. Then again, they'd have to introduce that storyline within Rogue One, but mm -hmm. that could easily be done with, like, a 30 second scene let's be real right I, I i take i take them 
putting a backseat on defining that whole backstory just so we could get a badass fight scene. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that'd be necessary. Maybe a cameo of, of Hayden just to kind of like make it authentic. Right. Yeah. yeah just to do it. Um, cause obviously he's not a force ghost yet, but I mean, maybe Hayden could just play like a stormtrooper in the background, work his way back up again, <laughs> yeah. earn some points. Sorry, Hayden. We love you, but. <sighs> we hope you're listening. We hope you're listening. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, you know, you can follow pure fandom on Instagram and Twitter at pure underscore fandom. You can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash be pure fandom. And um, you can find Patrick here on purefandom.com in our Star Wars section. He'll be contributing in these Pure Fandom original podcasts. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Liz. It's been a pleasure. All right, until next time, you got to say it. Capes out. Capes out. Capes out. High five. <laughs>